Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Harry Winks right to the last. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you are keeping safe and well out there. We are back for instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur being eliminated by Everton in the FA Cup. And it's fair to say for the majority of us, the mood is quite on the floor. Disappointing, frustrated, more I think to do with the personnel and the defending that we've had to witness in this last 120 minutes of watching Spurs play. And we'll try and provide some therapy, some feedback as to what we've just seen and then the way forward, really. So um, without further ado, let me introduce the panel talking us through the next hour on this last one on Spurs. I've got Lee McQueen back on the show. Lee, what do you make of that display after that? Well, proper cup tie, uh, wasn't it, listeners uh, and, and everyone on the panel? Uh, very disappointing to not, to not to go through, of course, and to concede the five goals, which I'm sure we'll get into. But for all of our endeavour at the front end of the pitch, uh, opportunities, 12 shots on target, 29 attempts at goal, 87% passing accuracy. You know, th- these are these are improvements, but it's, it's almost same old Spurs again, isn't it, at the back? Individual areas, individual mistakes that, that have cost us. Um, but it was a proper cup tie and it was, a, it was a throwback. It was a slugfest. It was like, you have a shot, we have a shot. You know, you're down on the canvas. I'm going to get it back up. I'm going to go again. And, you know, I enjoyed that part of the game. I'm, I'm disappointed to lose, but I have to say I enjoyed I enjoyed watching uh, uh, the game of football tonight. Chris, let me come around to you. I know how much these cup competitions mean to you. And um, to go out in the manner in which we went out in terms of the individual errors that we made, and many much might be made about the, the substitutions made in extra time, 
Um, what did you make of the display overall, Chris? Because it's been a difficult period supporting Tottenham, probably say in my lifetime, probably your lifetime as well, but especially over this last couple of months where a lot's been questioned about the manager, style of play. What do you make of it, Chris, that result? I'm gutted, to be honest, Rick. Absolutely gutted. I'm always gutted when we go out of a cup. And to defend like we did tonight was just shambolic. Um, you know, you cannot defend like that at any level, let alone, um, you know, Premier League or FA Cup level. And, you know, to go out in the manner that we did, um, I don't think that you can blame Jose Mourinho at all tonight for um, for the display. Um, you know, I thought that going forward, uh, we were very good on the front foot, attacking football. It's what we all wanted to see all season. You know, we saw it earlier on this season. We haven't seen it of late. I know West Brom game was was different, but when you look at the, the Chelsea, Liverpool and Brighton games, they were absolutely awful. But the defending, you know, some of the players today, players like Hunmin Son and Harry Kane going into that changing room after that game, they must be looking at some of their teammates thinking, what on earth, you know, you know, who are these people in my team? Because when you've got some players playing out their skin for the side and then you've got some players who... I don't know whether it's a mixture of not good enough, not trying enough, whatever it is, the defence is just not good enough. And when you think that Jose Mourinho has been in charge now for 14 months, vast improvements are needed in this defence. And, and, and it worries me. If we defend like that against Manchester City this weekend, we're going to get absolutely hammered. And Andy Costa, back on the last one on Spurs. I know you're very angry. I know you're frustrated. Um, mm. We could probably look back at some of the shows we've done in the past copy and paste them into this one because we're saying <clears> the same <throat> things over yeah. and over and over and over again. Individual errors, poor performances, players that probably should have been moved on in the past that are still yeah. here that aren't good enough. Million percent. We're out of another cup again. And it's just frustrating because, um, you know what, I've got to say, you know, on this podcast the last few weeks, Jose Mourinho has got it quite hard from us all. I think, to be fair, we've mm-hmm. had a lot of criticism about his style of play. Um, yeah. I don't think you can moan about that because you know what? <clears throat> Jackals off. He allowed the players to express themselves. There was a fluid attacking style of football. Um, but what we've seen is that if he's allowing the players to do that, you then see the consequences that comes with that. And that is some of the individual errors that we make. And they're all our own fault. We shoot ourselves in the foot time and time again. Always. Uh, only Spurs... Only Tottenham can score four goals and still lose a game. Um, certain individual people in that team need to take a hard, long look at themselves because it's too much now, too many mistakes. Um, I mean, I think Lloris was at fault for two of the goals, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not going to sound him out, but obviously when I'm watching it, uh, the defence was just, some of the defending was atrocious, absolutely atrocious. And as you just said, Rick, you know, we, we wanted this attacking, free-flowing football, which, as Lee said, was, was, was brilliant. It was like, you know, a, a throwback to the 90s Spurs team. But I am absolutely devastated that we're out of the cup, no matter how we played. To score four goals and still get out of, get knocked out, I'm absolutely gutted. And some players, as I said... Oh, they need to take a long look at themselves, mate, because <clears throat> some of them are not good enough. And, it, and and I think it's individual errors week in, week out. Some of the, Sometimes the same players, sometimes different players. We just look like a mishmash of players sometimes. Uh, the, I think the substitutions, maybe we're going to come on to that. 
were wrong. Up and down below, we just folded. There was no creativity in that midfield at all the minute he came off. Lee, coming around to you, um, I know that from your perspective, you know, you, you can't really fault the attitude, the energy, the intent and the fight from really the first whistle. So what do we need to do then, apart from really trying to buy a whole new defence to look to eradicate these kind of displays that we see in terms of the defensive errors. I mean, because mm. I asked the question really that, you know, Jose Mourinho, um, he's been here, what now? What, 12, 12 18 months? months 18, 18 months. months. And one of Jose's um, most, in, well, one of Jose's m- most important things we always see when he goes into a team is that he always improves the defence. Now, this is the same defence that has let down Maurizio Pochettino and um, it's letting down Jose Mourinho right now. What can he do with them? Or is it a case where these players simply cannot be coached to be better than what they are? It is a, it's a definite, it's a massive conundrum, isn't it, Rick? I mean, what, what's completely bizarre is when you look at the first goal, it's a Hoiberg error and then a Lloris error. So it's a double error on the first goal, right? Completely avoidable, but a double error. And Pierre-Emile uh, Hoiberg has been one of our best players all season. Eight out of ten, love the fella. But he had a shocker in, in the first half. Because for, um, although I'd probably say it was a bit of skill for the second goal with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, little flick, and then a good finish from Charlton. I don't think there was too many errors on, on that. But, you know, you'd be harsh to really criticise somebody on that, on that from Spurs. The third goal was horrific because it was obviously a penalty given away by uh, a Hoiber. So, you know, Mr. 8 out of 10, man, probably out of 5 tonight, which is a real shame. Um, when you look at, 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 at in the Premier League, and I can't, I'm going to bring it up because you can't, you can't fake the stat, right? It's, it's a fucking true fact. We've got the second best defensive in, in, in the Premier League. It's absolutely ridiculous that you can even say that. But you're right, individual errors, giving away silly free kicks, 12, probably now more than this, but in the Premier League, 12 um, set plays uh, that have, result, uh, have resulted into a goal. Going all the way back to West Ham, um, Davison Sanchez, his own goal. It, it was very similar to that tonight, wasn't it? You know, we were, we were um, you know, we gave away two or three goals within what, space of five minutes or something like that? You know, is it a lack of concentration? Is it, is it a... Is it a panic? You know, is it, uh, is it, oh my God, you know, it felt like that, didn't it? Like a panic. I don't know. I don't know what to do. You know, it was, you know, you need to be a bit of calm down, a bit of game management at that, at that point. Um, you know, the goal really come out of, of nowhere because we, we were tearing them a new one. I mean, we should have been free up, absolutely tearing them a new Again, one. Again, another problem, isn't it? Not taking our chance when we're on top of the game. How many times have well, we said that on this thing, podcast? You score four goals away from home and you're, you're probably expecting to win the football match. Of course, I mean, what you should do. Especially you with Jose Mourinho in charge of your club. Exactly. You can't go into games with uh, scoring four goals and losing matches, uh, like Ant said. So, so, look, all of them things are disappointing. For, for sure they are. But you've got, if you're looking at it from the positive perspective, I mean, 29 opportunities um, to uh, create it tonight. We looked like we were going to score every time we attacked. And that, that's why I was so calm on the WhatsApp group, guys. That's what I was saying. I, I generally thought we was going to win that football match, even when it went 4-3 down. I still thought we was going to win. Because I just thought every time we attack, we, 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 we're going to create a chance and we're going to score a goal. When you've got Harry and you've got Son and I really thought Delhi was going to come on and do well and like Ant said about Ndombele, we had opportunities. Lamella, I think he played well against West Brom. He's played well again tonight. Um, so we've got options there. And, and I think when the shackles are off, which there's no doubt that there was no shackles on there tonight for sure, 
Um, I, I think that uh, I think we look good, and and I agree with the lads. I think I think the substitutions, hindsight maybe, obviously a wonderful thing, but I think the substitution killed us. Uh, I think um, Sissoko at right back is just not 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 a thing, and obviously Winks. I mean, Rick, you said it in the in the WhatsApp group. You know, only Spurs in extra try and could bring on Winks and Sissoko. I mean, it's it just, kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just so difficult, isn't it? Just to still take it in, Chris. To come round to you. I mean, what do you want to see Spurs play, Chris, generally now? Because, I mean, I suppose there's this kind of split now amongst the fan base that we want to see a brand of expansive football. But within that, there's got to be some element of control over how we manage a game. And it doesn't appear that we can do both. We can't seem to have, you know, real bright attacking football and also manage a game accordingly within a remit. So... How do we play, Chris? Because um, it seems to have really resonated with Mourinho that we can't do both. We've seen that over the last couple of months, the way in which we perform this low block and we look to counter-attack teams. And that's obviously fed through to him. That's become a frustration. He looks like he's changed that in the last couple of games. What do you want to see, Chris? What, I mean, we all want to win, don't we? This is the thing. We all want to win. When we don't win, we're frustrated. We're angry. So what's the right balance here? That's a good question. I don't even think Jose Mourinho knows that. Um, you know, after those three poor games, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool, Brighton, Jose Mourinho had to change it. He had to do something else because, you know, so frustrating, losing every game, um, you know, not not much attacking play whatsoever. Um, yes, we won against West Bromwich Albion. Yes, it gave all of us Tottenham Hotspur fans a lift. Yes, we played a lot more attacking style, which we all love to see. You know, it is the Tottenham way. All of us Tottenham fans, you know, most of us support the club because of the attacking style, because of the way that we play, you know, entertaining. Um, when we play this low block style, um, you know, which I've no doubt that we will probably play at the weekend, you know, it's going to be very frustrating yet again. Um, but the players, Jose Mourinho is working with the players. What, what worries me is at the start of the season, he said he was very happy with the squad that he had. You know, if you ask most Tottenham fans, including us, were you happy with the squad? You know, a lot of us were raving, saying, you know, Tottenham could be real title contenders here. You know, and then, like Lee said the other day, to fall off a cliff so quickly, you know, to play, you know, that football at the start of the season that we were playing, you know, battered Manchester United, um, you know, battered West Ham in the, in the, in the first 30, 45 minutes of that game. Um, and then obviously drew 3-3. And then the frustrating results, Newcastle 1-1. And, you know, you could talk about this, you know, all day long. And then to play this very dull football that we've played, you know, recently, it's frustrating, Rick. I, I don't know what the answer is because when you bring in a serial winner, someone like Jose, who has gone, you know, and, and won all these trophies, um, I dreaded this day uh, was going to come because I always felt when Jose Mourinho come in, you're guaranteed a trophy. And now you're thinking, we're out of the FA Cup. And then you're pinning all of your hopes now on the Manchester City final of the, of the League Cup. Look at their now, form. Go, Look at their form. Well, <laughs> and, when, and when you go back, you know, it's, I'm now thinking um, now about Maurizio Pochettino's first season in charge at Spurs. You know, he got us into the League Cup final against Chelsea, which, of course, we lost 2-0. You know, really, when you think... From then to now, what's changed? You know, six years on, what's changed? 
because I must say that half the team, you know, players again, and I've said this on this show many, many times, you know, Pochettino left without a trophy. Players like Jan Vertonghen, Christian Eriksen, who have had good careers at Spurs, gone without a trophy. Harry Kane, Hunmin Son. I'll tell you what, if I was Harry Kane, Hunmin Son, I'd be so, so frustrated. Um, yes, I completely agree with what, what Lee said about the attacking style was there tonight. You know, I love seeing the attacking style at the weekend. You know, great attacking football. For the neutral, if I was a neutral fan, I'd be sitting here saying that's one of the best games I've seen in a very, very long time. Well, I'm not. I support Spurs. When you see that defensive display, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Yes, I want to see attacking football, but I want to see my team defend, you know, not like a scoreboard team. Mate, it's not. We, we ain't got the players, mate. We ain't got the players. What I mean, and, and there needs to be an overhaul now. There's not. There can't be no sentimental values now. And right? and all realistic though, we're we're mid we're mid season right now. Nothing's going to happen straight away. So if I'm going to ask you, no. now, Ed, what what's the best with what we've got now? I don't know what the best pairing is. Well, I'm I'm going to ask you now. What's the clue? Well, mate. What, what's the best way to go now for the rest of the season? Now, what you've seen the last couple of games where I he's don't op- know because... he's opened it up now more. He's taken yeah. the shackles off, which is, to be yeah. fair... Which is, which what, is what we've all wanted. What we've all, all wanted. Great. And, and we've, all and we've seen... still lost 5-4. Yeah. And people are still going to me, what a great game of football. We're out of the bloody cup, man, for God's sake. Mm. We're out of the cup. He's winning us trophies, this bloke. Is this the only club that's going to come, that we're gonna, he's going to be at with no trophies? Of course it is, because it's Spurs. It's Spurs. It's what we do. We're always the bridesmaid, mate. We're always the bridesmaid. We've always got two or three idiot individuals that make mistakes. But what can it, the thing is that now Sorry, I'm ranting and no, raving. No, it's, it's, fine. it's getting to me, man. Yeah, of course, because it is. It's, 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 it's ruining my week. Now it's ruining my week until Saturday when we're going to go to City and we're going to low block and mid block and high block. We can't even play our football because we're too scared. We ain't got the players. End of. Do not tell me some of them players that came on tonight getting that top six or seven in the Premier League. I, but I would say to you, and I agree with you, and I think it appears that those players know that. And to me, just by looking at it, you know, we're going to come on to them. But the players that are yeah. coming on, they know really they're not in his first team plans. And therefore... Don't matter. Ricky, don't matter about confidence is low and he's mm. low and that's low. Go out and play your football, no, I mean, man. All I would say to me is that they're simply not good enough. That's that's what I'm going to say. That get out of the club. Get mm. out of the club. But the reality is, they're here now until May, June, at the very earliest. We've got what we've got, and I suppose. I mean, we saw his comments after the game. Mourinho has said that. Don't make me speak too much, please, about the defence mistakes we made. I think that's obvious. I don't feel comfortable speaking about that. I think again, what we're seeing here, Ant, is that he's well aware that he's got to try and keep this dressing room together to save his job as well. And he doesn't want to outwardly dig players out. And I- The players that played tonight know they made their mistakes. Of Am course. I right or wrong? No, of course so, you're right. What, is it bad that he can't criticise them players? Bad? I what think- are we supposed to be doing now? Molly coddle everyone. No, I think the problem They're you've got there, is that he knows that the nature of that dressing room now is he's fallen out with so many players in that team. Can he have fought... No, but, but can he afford to keep going and picking battles with players where he's already oh, alienated no. so many of them? Yeah, well, me... well whatever. Whatever it is, Rick. Whatever yeah. it is, mate. Tottenham Hotspur, and I hope I'm proven wrong. I really do, lads, yeah? Because it's been built up inside me, right? And I don't know why this club does this to me, yeah? 
will be the only club this geezer will not win a cup because we ain't got the mentality. End of. End of. We're going to go to Man City and low block and mid block and high block and this block. Play your football, but we ain't got the players to play our football. Mm. Yeah? I want to go to City and give them a good game, but I'm scared I'm sitting here already thinking about what team he's going to select because I know for a fact two, three, four of them players that he's going to select are going to make mistakes. Engel, do not tell me any different. How on earth, you know, who who the hell is Jose Mourinho going to choose in that defensive line on, on Saturday. You might as well get you might as well get kids, mate. You might as well get kids because some of them players, Chris, do not deserve to wear that top. End of. Need to come to you. Um I mean, did we see some form of a style that Jose wants to play today? I'm looking at it thinking, you know, it was a fast, incisive possession based game, looking to hit teams quickly with a broad structure, but there was freedom within that. But the problem we've got that we know is that he just doesn't trust his defenders to be able to implement the game. Mm. And I, I just, again, I sit here every pod and go, where do we go from here? And it's weird because I'm not really criticising his approach today, but it's more criticising the players within that approach. So I mean, to, yeah, where's the I mean, way forward to, here? It's, it's, it's tough to know. I don't think we're going to get the answer tonight on, on the pod for sure, but... You know, when you look at the goals, like I said, first goal, uh, Hoiberg and Lloris, double error. Second goal, I think it was a good goal. Third goal, Hoiberg penalty. So, absolute nightmare. Fourth goal, so, uh, Sanchez and Toby. One of them was up playing, trying to play offside, which was Sanchez, and he got caught. And one of them was back playing um, with Charleston onside, um, which meant that... Uh, he scored, right? So, you know, there's two centre-backs there that didn't know what each other were doing. You know, one of them's got to take control and push up. I think we were too deep, uh, personally, uh, having, a, having a look at what that looked like. The fifth goal, it seemed panic. I mean, when you look at uh, Gilfie Sigerson, he, he plays a number 10. Well, he's got number 10 on his back. He's got acres of space in front of him to put that little dink chip across. And it's a beautiful little chip, don't get me wrong. But Doherty has to go with his man. He don't go with his man, which is Bernard. Um, Deli Ali to actually get uh, Sigerson in the first place, Deli has to run back and, and he runs almost past Sigerson. Are you with me so far? He, he runs past him. It's almost like a panic. Oh my God, with so many players up up top, we have to run back and, and we panic and he, he almost overrun his, his tracking back and uh, it gave uh, Sigerson an opportunity to do a brilliant t- turn and, and dink one in. So, you know, there's four, four out of five goals have got errors strewn all over them. Do you know what I mean? There's no doubt about it. It's silly mistakes. Completely agree with the, the lads. Uh, everyone can see that. There's no there's no defence, defending the defence. But when you come onto the Man City and who did we play, I don't, I don't think he's got a choice to low block against the likes of Man City. I, I don't think there's a choice there. I think that either... You know, the Jose, uh, people on the fence with Jose, that I, I, you know, I, I back him and I'm on the fence with him and there's people that hate Jose, whatever. Some, some people must say, well, may, maybe we should do, we took the shackles off to prove to everyone that we need to play the low block. I mean, I don't know, there's conspiracy theories yeah, out there. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I think the reality of the situation is, Rick, is that, we, you know, I, I am going to disagree with Van and say that we will win a trophy because, um, you know, I, I do think that we will and I think, you know, we're going to stay positive to that. We are in a cup final, so that, that's a, I that's hope a so, Lee. I really do, mate. No, Sorry. I know you do, I know. But what I, what I will agree with, Anne, is that, that some of the players ain't good enough. And that, that, that that's the problem. Is now we've got we got one of the best defenders that have played in the Premier League as our as our co- on our coaching staff. Okay. He's been working there now for what 12 months? 
maybe maybe nine months or so, twelve months. Some of those months behind the scenes as well, like you say. Behind yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Ledley is an absolute legend and, and he's a fantastic defender. How are we not coaching like the team? And if we are coaching them, they surely they can't be good enough. Well, are, they unco- are they uncoachable? Then that's the question, isn't it? Well, really? This is and this is the, I suppose the thing that we'll never be able to answer. No. But but what come back to the point you made right at the beginning of the pod we may as well cut and paste because they, the same mistakes keep happening. I mean, you know, if I I don't mind conceding a goal when you have to put your hands out and go, wow, that was an absolute worldie. I yeah. mean, you know what? Fair play to you. Absolutely amazing. And I suppose that's my attitude tonight is that we, we gave at the top end of the pitch, we gave it everything. I don't think we left anything out there on the pitch. I think it was all out there. I think we put it out there. I think, you know, Lamella scoring and, you know, Song got three assists, I think, if I'm, if I'm counting correctly, you know, and, and, and he won't get a mention per se because obviously we lost the football match. But there was a lot of positives to take from the football match tonight. I know we're at the cup and I get it. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm not sitting there saying I'm really happy to be at the cup. But there is some positives to be able to take from that, make that 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 shift in, you know, actually getting on the front foot on games. But you have to eradicate the mistakes. And my my fear is that we we have to we're in the mentality or the mindset of we have to do one or the other. We 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 can't go in a full attack and defend. We have to either defend or yeah. or, or or attack like we did tonight and just defending, you know. No, no one was complaining, you know, back in the day. When, you know, it was like a throwback when we were beating, I suppose, because we won, when we were beating Reading for, uh, 7-4 and, you know, uh, and having Pompey games and all this sort of stuff. It was a throwback and it was a 50-50 game today. We all said at the beginning of uh, before the football match, it was a fit, could have gone either way. And, you know, it was so even through the whole game. They had a shocker in defence. We had a shocker in defence. They had, you know, some good goals. We had some good goals. And, you know, that sometimes that's cut football. Very disappointing, but some positives to take out of it. But there is a mess in the back of the defence. And, and I will pick up on one thing that, that Ant, Ant said as well. Um, and, you know, I don't normally want to dig out players, but but Harry Winks has to has to have a look at himself tonight because he came on a pitch for Ndombele and a lot of them gaps that I'm, I'm seeing, I'm watching came from Harry Winks. I mean, he's passing probably put us down three or four points on the complete team passing accuracy. He just wasn't at the races tonight, which is very unfortunate for him. Um, unfortunate for us. Unfortunate <laughs> for us. But what I would yeah. say, you know, um, you know, the goals, the errors that led to the goals were mm. weren't just one off player. It was it was a collection of four or five people, all all in defence, and and the goalkeeper tonight. Yeah, Chris, coming to you, I can see, Chris, you know, you're, you're mentally gone. I can see, like, anything. Like, these cup games, um, these hurt me more than anything. So that's how much the cups mean to me. I know they probably mean the same to you. So when you hear Lee saying there, Chris, about trying to find a balance with the football, um, how do we do that? What do we do? Where can we go from here? You know, we're still in the Europa League. Uh, we've got the Carabao Cup to come. Again, you just... On a night like this, when you get beaten like that in such a frustrating manner with the goals we've conceded, you end up kind of questioning, okay, how does this get better? Because we're talking about the same players week in, week out, same kind of errors, three goals conceded in the space of, what, six, seven minutes. Um, In normal circumstances, we'd be going through all the goals and everything, but the permutations, there's no point because we're going to be here to next week if we try to go through everything. But like I say, we're going to maybe pick out some of the performances in the second half of the players. But I mean, Chris... How do we go forward here? 
do you know what, Rick? Only a few weeks ago, we were sat top of the Premier League mm. and all of us were saying about, you know, all these cups that we're in. And yes, we're in a cup final against Manchester City, but, you know, surely Jose Mourinho has been brought in to win these trophies. You know, these trophies mean a lot to us fans. These trophies mean a lot to Jose Mourinho. Um, I don't, I really don't know what to say. Um, I hate it when we go out of these cups. I really, really do. Because I tell myself every year, this is our year. And to think of a club like ours, 30 years plus and counting now without an FA Cup, it is just madness. And, you know, when Lee said earlier about the, the whole Ledley King thing, about Ledley King being on, be on the bench, there was at one point the camera zoomed into Jose Mourinho and Ledley King was shaking his head yeah. in belief. And you just think, you know, one of our best defenders, I bet if you put him on the pitch tonight, he would have done better better than some of our defence on the pitch. But it's just it's just madness. But Why is it not getting better, Chris? Can you put, put, in, put in, is it just the players are not good enough? Is it the lack of investment? Fear? Do you think it's fear? You know, Ant mentioned earlier about the confidence thing. I, I think confidence is massive, but fearful of getting something wrong. So they, they, they panic. Like, it does seem like they panic. There's yeah, no yeah. control. There's no cool, calm, collected individual there. Do you know what worries oh. me, though, Lee, is the fact that um, in the past few weeks when our league position has, has, has gone downhill, you know, a lot of us have, have been saying, well, we need to forget about the league. We need to concentrate on the cups. Now, this was my fear. When we go out of a cup, then the mood yeah. is going to be so low because all of us are pinning our hopes on winning that trophy or winning a trophy. Of course, a trophy drought for 13 years. And, and, and now there is no chance of winning the FA Cup. So you're now looking, you know, pinning all of our hopes yet again on a very, very hard game against Manchester City. Yes, Jose Mourinho is a, is a born winner and he's won all these trophies, etc. But when you look at tonight, when that team lineup come out, I know, Ricky, you were disappointed with the team, team lineup. But just not seeing Kane there, I know he said that he wasn't um, 100% fit to play two games in yeah. the space of a few days, and I get that. Bale, we know now, Bale had a muscular strain from what we understand. He wasn't available. So, given that, I suppose, is that the best you could have done, Chris, on that on reflection? But, but if you're going to play Harry Kane, I've always said this under Pochettino as well, when, yeah, when, yeah. well, when he took you know, the big guns and he, and, he, and he brought them off the bench. If you're going to play these players off the bench, then start them. You know, win the game. Get the, get the game won early. Um, yes, we had lots of chances, um, but... I don't know. I, I, I'm just so frustrated and, and it frustrates me more than anything when we go out of cups because Tottenham used to be known as a cup team. When we won yeah. the FA Cup in 1991, we won it then for a record eighth time. And all these teams it's, it's, now are past us. It's just, yeah. it's just it's embarrassing now, mate. We, we've got to forget yeah. that, Chris, now. We, we can't keep hanging on to that. You know, I've got a top here of 1981. I've got another top there of 1961. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's embarrassing now. Um, and I'm sure Lee will hopefully agree with what I'm saying, but we need to, that's gone, right? What happens now, i.e. tonight, tomorrow, for Saturday? Now, for me, I'm sorry, I think we're going to get pelted on, on Saturday. I think we're going to get beat. Is that regardless right? of the way he goes and in terms of the setup? And style. Do you want to go? Do you want to go? If, do you want to go toe to toe with City? Let's go toe to toe with City. No, I'm, 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 I'm asking about. you for you. No, what, no, no. What? I, I, I don't. I don't. Listen, 
whatever happens, happens. I'm not mm. expecting anything. I'm not expecting, as I said to you, low block, high block, mid block. I don't care. For me, football's football. Is there a, is there a right or a, is, a wrong way to go out now? Because right now? what you've seen tonight on the back of the way we've opened we the game up. We haven't got the squad. We ain't got the squad. End of. Mm. Five players. Five players that started tonight get are worthy of a starting 11 place. The others, unfortunately, do not even get into the top six in the Premier League or even the top 10 in the Premier League. Right? Who, so who, why who, are they who, still at Spurs? Who are the five? You know, like Chris, Chris, oh, oh, the five, obviously Kane, Son, uh, and Dombele. Hoybier. Hoybier. Would you go Larice? I would have said Larice last week, but after seeing him tonight, it was a bit, it was, it was, it was shocking. You might, you might say 50 50, I don't know, maybe Larice. Okay, so say four or five players. The rest ain't good enough. And it's proven. Every game we played, We've made mistakes. We've made mistakes. We all said it on the WhatsApp group. Set pieces, silly goals, silly free kicks, silly penalties. It's just, how much more can we take, man? How much more? Well, tell you what, we, we are going to go for a quick break to try and try and recompose ourselves. And then when we come back, um, we're going to discuss some of the players' performances and kind of where we go from here because um, we could sit here and discuss the nine goals. I think that might kill us uh, if we go through, again, the same individual errors. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go away, uh, come back and discuss, like I say, some of the players, how, like I say, we try and pick ourselves up for a huge game against Man City. I say a huge game and um, where Spurs are in the league right now. Um, points really do matter. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this very, very short break. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello, welcome back to the second half of The Last Word on Spurs. Um, quite deflating, to be honest with you at the moment. I think quite deflated here. I think, like I say, the mood is down, out of a cup, frustrated. Score four goals, still not enough. Can only be Tottenham, can't it? You know, I, I joked on our chat that extra time when you see the introduction of Sissoko and Winks, part of you just feels oh God, what are we doing right here in this cup tie? Um, we are going to come on to that. We are going to come on to, like I say, maybe where the game was won, where the game was lost. Um, but really, you know, you look at the case that for Jose Mourinho, he's seen his team concede five goals in a game. That's the first time since January 2015 when his Chelsea side were beaten by Maurizio Pochettino's Spurs in the Premier League. I mean, you, it's just so apt when you look at that kind of stat there. And it's only the third time in his managerial career that, He's conceded five goals, being beaten by Barcelona 5-0, Tottenham 5, Chelsea 3, and now this game. And I just wonder, you know... Welcome to Tottenham, Jose. Welcome to Tottenham, <laughs> well, son. I just wonder, Chris, you know, coming to you, you know, we can pick out some of the players, the likes of Matt Doherty, you know, we know Bernard ran beyond him rather easily for that crucial fifth goal in the game. Um, Arda Vareld, you would probably say he could have done better for a Charlton's goal by closing him down. You know, he was part of that solid backline at the weekend, but much was different for him this time with his Everton team causing him many problems. To be fair, Davidson Sanchez, he got his double. I thought, you know, for him really, um, 
he was still out of position a couple of times. Ben Davis got a vital touch to Calvert Lewin's first half effort, but again, you just there's just something uneasy, Chris. I'm I'm reading these defenders here, all these names, and I'm thinking, okay, we change it the weekend. We bring in Roden, and we bring in Dyer, two players there that we've seen making mistakes. And I'm thinking, Chris, what are we going to do here? What what are we going to do for the rest of this season if we deem what we want to be a successful season, which in most fans' eyes is top four and a trophy. And let's be honest about it, top four at the moment, Chris, we look so, so far out of that at the moment. And, you know, we are, as you you said, we're pinning our hopes on this Carabao Cup against a Man City side banging form. Do you have any hope for the Europa League, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the trophies are coming. Give me something. Give me something. I don't know. Give me something here. You know, I'm looking at these players that have played tonight defensively and I'm saying the same things. Do you know, Rick? Toby Alderweireld, you know, absolutely love him as a defender. But, mm. you know, tonight I thought he just backed away. He didn't put the tackles in. Um, I've written down uh, notes here. Ben Davis, beaten so easily. Crosses mm. coming in. Yeah. Uh, Matt Doherty, just hoofing balls, not not having a clue what he's doing. There are so many incidents in that game that I could pick out. And you're talking about the team that we all love, the team that make us so frustrated when we are seeing these performances. You know, I love my club and I love these cup competitions. And right now, it's it's all gone pear-shaped. It really has. Like I said, a few weeks ago, we were sat top of the Premier League. We were in all the cups. You know, all of us uh, are super excited about everything. Um, I just wonder now, you know, if Jose Mourinho has been brought here to win us a trophy, and I said this on the, the this, uh, this show before, the manager of our club is always told to bring us top four for always getting us Champions League football. Now, top four with the football that we are playing at the moment, I know I take Lee's opinion you know, completely on board and I completely agree with it. It was positive football at the weekend against West Brom and it was positive football tonight. But defensively, we just are not good enough for a top four place right now. Not even a top six place. When you look at the teams ahead of us in the Premier League when we're sitting eighth at the moment... You know, a lot of these teams are better than us defensively. I know we have the stat of we are the second uh, best defence, you know, record in the Premier League right now. Um, But the type of football we play, Mm. that's why. Um, You know, like I said, it's frustrating for a lot of the attacking players when they're doing their job and the other players are not doing theirs. And I just wonder now, if Jose is not getting that top four place, you know, the, the nearer we go to the end of the season, if Jose Mourinho is not looking like he's going to get that top four place, is he going to be severely under pressure? We've gone out of the FA Cup. If we lose that cup final, you know, it's probably done Jose a, fa- a favour in some respects because if we had that cup final at the end of this month and we lost it, would he then get the sack? Because because it's in April, I think it buys him a little bit of time. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but mm. when you look at the results, you know, what's Jose been brought in for? to win us a trophy or get top four because it is a bold requirement to finish in the top four. And we're looking a million miles away from that at the moment. We're not like we're doing either. I mean, Ant, coming to you, just on Jose, you know, with a display like that, does that in a way <clears throat> give him more time for his job? Because as you can see, um, he has, rev- he has, like I say, changed the style the last couple of games. He has opened it up. And we're still letting in goals of this calibre. So does that in a way show this isn't always the manager's fault? These are the same players that let Pochettino down. They're now letting Jose Mourinho down. So does this give him more time? 
I think it does give give him more time. Yeah, absolutely. But I think um, for me, it is the same players making the same mistakes. And and I, I watch the game and I think he's going to make a mistake today. And lo and behold, he does. And it's just I, I, I'm numb. I'm numb. I'm so upset tonight. I'm just numb. I'm not in the Champions League final all over again. Just just feel like you know the Champions League final. Sissoko made the mistake. All right, was it handball? Was it not? Whatever. They still went on and scored the penalty. Tonight, Hoybier, who's been, as Lee said, missed eight out of ten all season, makes that tackle. Does he have to do that there? Why is it when we play these teams, we make mistakes? And I'm dreading Saturday. I'm really dreading Saturday. And on Hoybier, you know, yeah. my, my concern is that this guy has been our player of the season so far. Yeah. And 100%. when you see a player like him making the errors that he makes, is that because of the nature of the team is just so panicked and so scared and so fragile that now it's rubbing off on some of the better players? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't thought of that. It's quite, it's quite amusing. Um, I think so. I think he just thought, well, who else is going to cover me? And he just made that silly mistake, and it obviously led to their third goal, uh, the penalty. But Coming on to individual errors, it's it, enough's enough now. I think come the summer, whether if Jose's in charge or whoever comes in or whatever, there's got to be a squad overhaul. Has to be. Otherwise, I fear for certain players moving on to different clubs. I really, really do, boys. And that to me, once that happens, then it, I don't know where we'll end up. It's just so frustrating. I mean, Lee, coming to you, we need some positives, Lee, to kind of take moving forward for this City game because otherwise, um, for the fear of ourselves, we could end up really, really losing the plot here. Um, Mm. What gives you impetus moving forward that with this City game at the weekend, um, there is something that we can go into this game with hope here? Okay, so um, you said that we're miles off of the top four. We're actually four points off of the top four with a game in hand. Um, Liverpool play Leicester at the weekend. So if by hook or by crook we manage to get an, an amazing result uh, against City, it could be a catalyst. And all of a sudden we're in a top four position. Um, Son assisted two goals again to, tonight. Davison Sanchez got two. Kane scored a diving header. Uh, Kane is now the outright second top goal scorer of all time in Tottenham Hotspur's history. Uh, is genuinely a world-class striker. Um, and when you've got Kane on the pitch and Son on the pitch, you've always got a chance. Uh, there's about five positives there. Um, I think that uh, we're in a cup final, um, so there's another positive there. We've got the Europa League to kick off, which, uh, you know, we've got Wolfsburger uh, this week over, over two legs. And I think that we can beat anyone in the Europa League over two legs, uh, because I think that's, there's about there's another three or four positives there as well. So you ask for positives, right? That's what I'm giving you. So look, I think the the season is utterly, utterly mad, utterly crazy. Um, I would, I, I, I'm not a betting man uh, per, per se, but if I was to have a little flutter, then of course, uh, then of course I would, uh, I, I probably wouldn't be back in Tottenham to get anything out of the game on City, uh, against City. But do you know what? City have just gone 15 games on the trot, uh, 15 straight wins or 15 games unbeaten or something ridiculous. It's top flight um, English uh, record that they've got. The last time uh, a, a Premier League uh, club went, I think it was 13 games on the trot, which equaled a Premier League record at the time. 
um, was Chelsea Football Club in the 16-17 uh, season. And we rocked up uh, to play them and Dele Alli scored two identical headers and we beat them 2-0. Um, Christian Eriksen got the assist. It was a fantastic day and we stopped that run. So there's another positive there. So, you know, runs are there to be broken. Um, I'm looking at City. I'm looking at the table. They've lost two. They've scored 43. They've only let in 14. They've got greens all over the gaff in terms of their form. One, 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 one. They keep winning, winning, winning. But they will drop points at some point. They they might, might lose. It might come against Tottenham. Um, who knows? Um, so there's a few positives there. I, I think that the defence and the silly mistakes... They're always going to happen when we're not playing as a unit. There's a trust issue in the team, you know, and it's not just the back two or the back four or the back five. It's the team. And the reason why Jose set up the way he's set up loads of times this season in that poxy low block that we all hate is to, to make sure that we try and get them results because of, a, of that entire team that don't trust. You think how many, how many, um, I haven't got the stats in the blue book here because, you know, I'll start, uh, annoying people if I start whacking out stats but how many times have you seen Kane defend his own goal this yeah. season mm. you know what I mean this has come back to the point where Ant was saying about you know there's four or five players that that, could, that can stay and the rest can go um, because he has been fantastic at that you know tracking back making blocks you know that sort of stuff and when when we're given the shackles or the freedom to go okay you don't need to do that that's when we're vulnerable because like we said before, the defense ain't good enough, but you ask for positives and there's about four or five there. So I think that you have to look at the fact that Davison scored two, uh, two, another two assists for Son. Kane scored another goal and Mellor's played two good games on the trot. They are the positives that you've got to take into the next game. If the players and the manager take in what the fans are feeling today, we're going to get battered 10 nil. And that, that's just not how it works. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. you have to put on. What 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 can we build on from here? And the last two games we've been on the front foot. Um, my prediction is that we're not going to be on the front foot against Man Manchester City for sure. But we've also already beat Man City this year. And you can throw all the stuff at me. Yeah, they were rubbish back then, whatever. But we still have beaten them two nil. Um, and we've got to take positives, and we've got to go into the game with that mindset. We're going to talk about City in five, just to kind of wrap up. Chris, on this game, so we never talk about it again. For, for you, Chris, now, from the players you've seen out there, you've seen Kane come on, contribute and score, Son contribute as well. When Lee was reading out all those positives there, you were frustratingly, look, I could see you were kind of shaking your head, still doesn't sit right, the game. And I totally get that, because I'm the same as you in terms of, you know, for all those positives that are lovely for being as positive like that, because you do need to have that balance um, you did ask me to be positive, though. Of course I did. I'm not asking you not to be positive. That's absolutely fine. I, I, I love you for that. I'm just thinking, okay, I'm just trying to out that game. Do, 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 do you know what, Rick? When we talk, and Anthony said about the players, you know, it's mm. the same players that Mauricio Pochettino had. Yeah. Now, Matt Doherty is a player that Jose Mourinho brought in. Mm. Uh, Pierre-Emi is a, a player that Jose Mourinho brought in. He's been absolutely brilliant. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to slate him, but, Matt Doherty is not good enough for us. Um, you know, Joe Roden's come in. Um, he's on the bench tonight. Gareth Bale didn't even travel tonight. You know, underused. Carlos Vinicius, again, got under 10 minutes um, of... Doesn't of start the game and he's you know, a striker. Yeah, it's just some of these decisions with some of these players. He has changed the squad and, you know, some new players are there. Mm. So the mentality... He's exactly the same. And, and that's what's so weird about all of this. It doesn't matter who you put in, what new players come in, the mentality is exactly the same. 
Now, when we spoke, you know, many weeks ago, when Tottenham was sat top of the Premier League for five weeks, you know, everything was rosy. We were playing some really good football. Um, you know, yes, we played low block, boring football at times, but we were still winning. Um, ever since that Liverpool away game, we have just fallen off a cliff, as, as Lee puts it, and I completely agree with him. You know, fallen off a cliff so quickly. You know, all of us saying the party bus, the trophies are coming, all that, you know, all of us getting carried away thinking, um, you know... So, so has the manager lost the dressing room, Chris? Because you look at that display tonight and it's very hard to sit there and say he has. Something has, something has definitely happened because after mm. that Brighton game of Jose coming out and saying that in the second half it was so much better, mm. I tried to see the positives and, I, and I'm completely with Lee. I try and see the positives. You know, on my YouTube channel, I'm constantly trying to put positives out there and people, you know, put me firmly back in my place and say, you know, you're deluded. You know, no way is this happening. No way is that happening. No way are we winning cups. You know, I try and see the positives in everything. But the way that we have fallen off this cliff so sharply, so quickly, you know, when Jose is talking about that second half at Brighton being positive, I didn't see any positives there whatsoever. You ask any football fan, any Spurs fan, any pundit, no one saw any positives in that second half. You know, in, in other games where Jose has said, um, you know, about the players, you know, showed a lot of character, blah, blah, blah. I think that he's genuinely trying to pull a back, you know, a few players back on track because, yeah, I do think that he's lost a, a few people in the dressing room. I do. I really, I really do. Yeah, yeah. Lance, I want to throw something, I want to throw something to you. Um, I was on a chat with a friend of mine, Frank, and we were talking about finals that we've won in the last, say, well, the ones that we haven't won. We haven't gone out there and battered these teams. We haven't gone out there and beaten them. Yes, we've won, but we haven't gone out there and beaten them in normal time. Yeah, do you see where I'm going with this? This is a Spurs thing all the time, all the time. We have the same reoccurring thing that happens to us. We are, we are the bridesmaid, never the bride. And that's got to change, hasn't it? It can't be like that forever. You can't, you know, what was it, a cursed club? It's been 30 years, brother. Mm. 30 years. But in, the, si but in, the, we, 60s, they were, but in we, the 60s, they were winning leagues. But Rick, we thought this year was going to change. We thought Rick, that finally we have got that winner in. Mm. 2008, we needed a Jonathan Woodgate header. Mm. Well, a, a ricochet header off Peter Cech. Yeah. Brilliant. Won it. Fantastic day at Wembley. Mm. 91, Des Walker on goal. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, 99, it needed a last minute in extra time to win. Mm. Do you see what I'm going with this? I'm not saying that we're cursed. What I'm trying to say is we don't end up beating these teams when we have to go out and beat them. Does that make sense? I might be talking absolute rubbish mm. and people listening going, what are you talking about? But it's the truth. I, 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 see, I see where you're going with it. But... Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dissing mm. the club. I'm no, just no, saying... Yeah. Whenever we get to a final, we just make it bloody hard for ourselves. Mm. Like tonight. Why are you making it hard for yourself? We were one and up. 35 minutes. 42 minutes with 3-1 down. But that's... But, many, many, but this is Spurs. It's the same old Spurs. We've lived... Yeah. I'm laughing because I'm used to it. Mm. But we shouldn't be because, you know, we have got Ooh. a manager here that wins trophies, gets the, you know, gets the most out of players to get them over the line. Because and he, at Chelsea, the man had a spine. Terry, Carvalho, Makaleli, mm. Drogba, but, but Lampard. And, and, but, and, when we were top Who have we got? But, and, we but, got and, but when we were top of, but on for one second, when we was top of the league, I heard nobody complaining. Nobody was complaining at all. None because, of us was. You, no, I won't because I thought the mentality had changed. 
I thought, yes, man, we, we've got in that winning mentality. But no, it's back to same old Spurs. Right, so what, so what we need to try and understand here, so just to try and go forward now, because like I say, we need to kind of understand here, okay, is it the manager? Is it the players? Is it both? Is it a combination? Is it the board? It's squad, mate. It's a squad. And Pochettino said this, <clears throat> excuse me, nearly, I think, two years ago, forgive me if I'm wrong, mm. two years ago said it's going to be a painful rebuild. And I think... Said it was painful. It'd take me fucking heartbreaking. Certain people didn't like that, and hence why Matey Boy got, got the tin tag. Okay. That's well, what let's... I think. Mm. Lee, let, let's just have a summary on the manager very quickly because we've got a preview City for a quick five. Lee, where are you at now on Jose Mourinho? He has changed at the last couple of games. Is that even a discussion on the table anymore, his future for now, or do we park that for the time being? I think there's elements of, the, of, of behind the scenes that are not right. I agree with Chris on that. Uh, I think Anthony's passion there, you can't argue with it. Um, it's absolutely spot on. We, we keep doing the same old things. It's just utter insanity. Um, in, in then side of things, you know, I'm not going to sit here and dress up the, the fact that we don't make the same mistakes. We do. <laughs> we do it all the time, which is, you know, is quite comical. What's also really comical is if we didn't have Jose Mourinho as our manager, right? And we were in this exact situation that we're in right now, we'd all be saying we need to get in Jose Mourinho. That's exactly <laughs> what we'd all be saying. Like even the fans that don't even want him at the club will probably be saying mm. it. That's why it's like totally ironic, isn't can it? I just, can, I just, can I just say on this show, that's the most funniest thing. I've just picked up my phone and Jamie Brown has just dropped us a DM in our group to say, Jetson Fernandez has just scored. And you just think, that is so apt for a, 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 a night like this, isn't it? Jetson Fernandez is scoring as well. And you just think, not make it up. oh, it's such a, such a Tottenham night. So I just, I just think, you know, that, I think that there's the irony there is that you'd probably be calling for Jose to come into the football club to get the winning mentality. I think the irony is also that tonight, the counterpart, his counterpart was Car Carlo Angelotti, who's come and won everything in the game, got a winning mentality in, and his side goes through tonight. I think that um, sometimes you just got to put it down to, you know, a football match, which was basically 50-50. And, you know, it was, it was a, you have a go, we have a go, and there was mistakes rife everywhere. And it was also some good attacking play in there as well. I think that it, 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 uh, Jamie's also, you brought up Jamie, I think Jamie's right in that way, that we won't, we won't play like that in the league. We don't play like that in the league. We play like that in cups. It's, it's slightly different. Um, Lee, just very quickly on this, tonight. I haven't asked you this question. Just on the game, before we looked ahead to City, we yeah. are going to head to City in a couple of seconds. Did that double substitution extra time cost us the game? I, I think Winks so. Winks and Sissoko I, coming yeah, on. I, I think so. I think it did. I think because when, when you look, Ndombele, I, I think uh, I think Jace, one of our own, actually put in a WhatsApp group at the time when we were going into extra time, we had eight attacking players on there. Yeah. But then he actually swapped them out. Um, and Winks, and look, you can see why he did it as well. I'm not trying to defend Jose, but you can see why he did it. Like Ndombele took a knock yeah. really early on in the game. Mm to his back and to be fair he recovered and he was absolutely fine but again this could be this could be a Jose fault as well because Undembele don't play 90 minutes very often he's only just started playing 90 minutes so then to get him to play extra time would would have, would have been probably a no-no right which is why he substituted him fresh legs Winks is of late been done okay and being all right so you think okay you know that's not a bad that's, that's not a bad thing but you know unfortunately for Harry he had a bad night um Sissoko Doherty thing. I think I think Doherty got. I think Doherty 
got an injury or picked up or was fatigued. So so he, he kind of had no choice in there because because is injured. So, but I do think I do think them two substitutions did did cost us. I have to be honest. Chris, coming over to now, you. What, what I wanted to ask all of you is uh, what you think that Daniel Levy and the board make of the you know the three games in particular against Chelsea, Liverpool, and Brighton, the style of play, and whether you think that Jose Mourinho will still be at Spurs at the end of this season? Because at what point does he become under pressure? Because if we lose that game against Manchester City on Saturday, we then face West Ham United, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. At what point is Jose going to be in, in, in deep trouble? Because Pochettino always delivered that top four place. You know, people can say what they like about Poch about he didn't get us over that line, he didn't win that trophy. But he got, Top ultimately, yeah, yeah. What, what the prize was that the board required of the manager, you know, year in, year out. So at what point does Jose Mourinho become severely under pressure? See, Chris, for me on this point, I just think at the moment what's saving him is his massive salary, COVID, and then not being a natural successor out there right now for us. I'm not sitting there saying that I want Jose Mourinho here for 10 years, but like Lee just said, if Jose wasn't here and he was available, we'd all be saying Jose yeah. Mourinho's available. He's the most successful manager he is in the world. He's got clubs over the line to win trophies. The thing that I'm understanding what we all want now is we are so desperate to win trophies. It's bad. It's got to... And he's there. It's sad. It's sad. Like so that, I, yeah. I'll be honest with you, Chris. Has I don't he know where to given go. Enough time? Has he been given enough time? Like, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, some no. low block shit. And like, the last them three matches that Chris just talked about were woeful. Mm. And, like, yeah. I think we were all mentally he's done had, after those he's three. He's had one and a half transfer windows. Like, you know, I say a half because this last transfer, January transfer window was a sham because of COVID. The first January transfer window, you know, he even said that he'd only just come into the football club, basically. And, yeah. You know, Bergwijn weren't his thing. He's had, and, and, and then, you know, you're talking about the board. Did they back him? Did they bring, you know, they brought Jetson Fernandez in uh, in last January and he's just scored tonight, as Jamie, as Jamie Brown from Daily Hotspur has just said. So, you know, has he had enough time? You look at a Jurgen Klopp, how, you know, Brendan Rodgers come very, very close uh, with Liverpool to winning the title with a Gerard slip and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, now he's revered as one of the, one of the best managers. We had that debate the other week. Um, and Jurgen Klopp coming to the Liverpool team and, you know, they had some good players there. They, they had, uh, you know, the, the Suarez got, I think Suarez got sold before Klopp came, came in. Um, and then they had to get rid of Coutinho and then they brought these other players in and they, they totally transformed their team. But yet we've just sat here and said, the same players that were let, letting, letting down, or a lot of the same players that were letting yeah. down Poch and now letting Jose down. But, but if you put that into the Liverpool scenario, Klopp didn't win anything and didn't get into a final until three years after he was in charge. And then he exploded. And then he got into no. the Champions League final. Yeah. And then, he got, and then he won the Champions League. And then he won the Premier League. And then he won the World Cup and won everything else that they did, the Club World Cup. So, so, so my question is, has he had enough time? If the board yeah. are going to back properly, surely they should be backing him and going, no, you're here for three years. You sort this mess out. You are the, are you the best man to sort this mess out? Because it's not but, Jose's mess. It was the mess that the board yeah. created when we yeah. didn't sign anyone for 518 days or whatever it is, Chris, you told me that. But it's true, isn't it? Yeah. This is the board. So when you ask 100%. about, we don't, when, when all the listeners are saying, oh, we don't criticise board. No, we do. We criticise when we think... Did the board back Jose in the summer? 
In my opinion, Listen. in my humble opinion, yes, they yeah. did. But did they back the football club? Did the football club back itself in 580 days of not making a signing? No. And is this a knock-on effect? Is this how far we've had to fall to yeah. come back? And, you know, Jose hasn't had... I'm not a massive Jose fan. I'm not a, I'm not a huge non-Jose fan. But when people say his man management skills are a joke, I don't think they are. I don't think you can get the likes of Czech and John Terry and Drogba and Lampard and Makaleli running through walls for you and winning titles year after year. I don't think you can. I don't think you can get Samueto playing as a right wing back, right, and doing it for you to win titles in, for Inter Milan. If 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 his man management skills are a joke, so I, I don't personally. It's just my thing. But but whether or not we like him or we don't like him, some of the football, some of the don't. I don't think he's had enough time at a football club to put his real stamp on it and where we would be. If you if you got Jose on this pod, one day we will, listeners. I'm sure we will. Rick, we will. Rick will pull it out of the bag. When Jose comes on this pod and you say to him, Jose, are, honestly, this is not media speak. This is just being truthful. Are you happy with your back four? And if you had a choice, who would you have in it? He wouldn't pick them players. Of course he wouldn't. That's okay. the point. Now, That's all. Saying, what Chris is saying and what you're saying. We've got to finish this discussion. We've got to do Man City very quickly. No, no, for um, sure, for sure. Lee, how long do you give him then for you? Is it still for you? He's still got time, whatever happens at the moment. Very quickly. <sighs> um, he's, Yeah, very quickly, he's still got time. And has he still got time? End of the season. End of the season. Chris, you started this debate off, finished the debate for us. How long has he got in your mind? <sighs> well... As I say, for the board, it's all about the top four. So if that is in jeopardy at any time, you know, between now and the end of the season, then will they make a decision? It'd be very interesting to see because it is all about that Champions League place. Talk about Champions League place, talk about games to come. We are going for a final break of the show. When we return, it's City next. Hold on to your horses, guys. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm scared about this one. Thank God we're back after this very, very short final break of the show. Hello and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. Now, I'm pleased to be joined once again by Joe from Five Yards. Joe, how are you firstly? I'm smashing, Ricky. Thank you very much. Good. Glad to have you back on, Joe. We've got a whole host of players to have a quick review on. Obviously, the last time we had you on the January transfer window was still open. It is now firmly shut. I know one of the players that we want to discuss very quickly is Dane Scarlett, the emergence of this guy, because we saw Jose Mourinho give him his Premier League debut at the weekend previous to that against West Bromwich Albion. Came on for a few minutes. He can only be new on your platform for a while. Joe, tell us about Dane Scarlett, what you know about him so far. And yeah, if you've seen... Any real uplift since he's come on that platform? Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, he's probably been one of the the bright sparks of, of your season. His his emergence, uh, most recently. Debut, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, his his debut. Um, I think he was actually first requested on five yards earlier when I think your under twenty threes had that game with Petr Cech, and it was sort of blew up on social media, and obviously he scored that game. Uh, and I think after that, we got a bunch of requests. So how Five Yards works, if you've seen a player in the academy that perhaps not many people know about, you can request him. You can just go straight onto the platform, write his name up, uh, who he plays for, and we'll try and add him as quickly as possible. Our scouts will look at him and give him a price. I believe he's one of the youngest players on the platform, which is, a, again, a testament to how exciting this, this guy is. He, I say he's the youngest. He's by no means the cheapest. He, we've got him at 24 million and that really is a testament to how good we think this guy is. And I'd say, like I say, in, in, in a season of ups and downs for you guys at the minute, he is a definite up and um, 
something we recognise on five yards as well. I think looking when we price them up, we speak to the scouts. I think it's what 13 goals in 11 games in academy football in the in the Premier League this season. So he's definitely a special player. But don't be put off by that sort of that that price tag of him of 24 million. That basically thinks that that basically means that we think he's he's going to be a good player for for that age. But we're not sure how many goals he gets and if he becomes a regular in a Spurs team. I don't know what you think. Do you think eventually he becomes a regular in Spurs team? Or again, do you think a few loans in championship clubs, Premier League clubs before that move? I think at the moment, Joe, because of the nature of the player is still very, very young. I mean, I know it seems like Alistair Gold came out a while back. A very credible Spurs journalist said that Spurs inside the club internally think he's got a very, very high ceiling there as excited as him as he was when Harry Kane was coming through, which is very high praise because you look at someone like Troy Parrott, for example, has struggled so far to really kind of get his, I say, his right loan for the moment. We saw him being recalled recently from Millwall, went back out. I think there's a case with Dane Scott. They're very keen to kind of keep him at the moment just so he's around experienced first-team pros. But I would still say a player needs to go and learn the game elsewhere, needs to go and understand what it's like to play in the lower leagues. You know, when it's contesting for points, whether that be for, you know, relegation battle or fighting for promotion. So I think the next couple of years, we'll see some promising loans for him. Still very, very young, still raw. And we know Spurs have tried so hard to source that second striker. Carlos Vinicius is still that man at the moment. But I think as long as Harry Kane is here, I think it's always going to be very, very hard to display someone like Harry Kane and the nature of who he is, um, his character, his talisman-like mentality on the field. So I think mm. for a while yet, um, Dane's still got some experience to be getting on with. Um, but you've seen already, like you said there, his academy record speaks for itself. And um, definitely one to watch for the future. And it, why I'm keen mm. to kind of, you know, look at that is because it was a very quiet January transfer window, to be fair. Um, not much business done really across any of the clubs we're being honest mm-hmm. with you. Spurs in particular, very quiet. How reactionary has five yards become due to that real lack of transfers across the board? Yeah, I think what we've learned about five yards is it is it is very reactionary. Uh, the, the, we have our own transfer windows. We have them two days a week on a Tuesday and a Friday. And the reason we pick those days is because you can sort of, we, we thought players playing five yards and buying players and, and, and taking a look at players would look at the Champions League nights ahead of, two, uh, of the Tuesday games and on the Friday look ahead of the weekend's games. It's actually worked the opposite way round. We, we're, seeing, we're seeing activity on buys and sells of players because of the results. So if it's on the Tuesday, it's because of what's happened on the weekend. It, it's because of what's happened during the transfer window or the, the players that have been bought. I think... Like I say, with Spurs at the minute, with with performances sort of on 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 sort of the down with you guys, it, it's definitely it's definitely a case of players from Spurs aren't being bought that much, and that's the reactionary side of five yards. You see a Rafinha last night, uh, the other night for Leeds, or a Foden, and the following week, the following transfer window, their prices and their buys, and there's people that look at them surge. And it's very reactionary. So I'm just wondering now that that what I think earlier in the season when you guys were flying, that it was definitely a case of I think we had buys for Tanganga when Bale first came to you guys. We had a surge in, in looks at Bale, and it's very reactionary. So I think your lack of sort of business around the transfer window might have in fact impacted the amount of buys and the amount of people that are looking at Spurs players. But again, it could have the reverse effect. Like I say. 
with players like this Scott with with Scarlett, you can you can look at that and see your lack of business as maybe an opportunity and think, well, apart from Vinicius, well, when is this guy going to come in? And like I say, it's very reactionary, makes his debut uh, in the Premier League and people notice that and then people go and look at him on five yards. It's very reactionary, the platform at the minute. Yeah, one of the players I don't think has stopped being bought, even though it's been a very, very quiet window in terms of January, has been Oliver Skip, still getting rave reviews at Norwich week in, week out. I look at Norwich's stats and performances, and Oliver Skip, majority still seems to be man the match, doing ever so well. Massive high hopes predicted for him to come back to Tottenham next season and probably end up in the first team. That's just how much this guy has accelerated in terms of his levels over the last six to 12 months. Tell us about Oliver Skip, and again, just how much... He has been looked at on your platform and his rating. A lot, in, in, in essentially, a lot. Um, Skip's one of them, and I, I could be could slightly be out of line here, but I don't think I've ever seen a transfer window we've had where there's not been at least one look at Skip, one buy on Skip. And we have a huge championship uh, fan base at five yards in terms of people that are on the platform, a lot of interest in the EFL. And I think that's because where you find this sort of, this talent, this this sort of untouched, sort of ready for the Premier League talent in the EFL. We've seen it with so many players. But Skip's an interesting one because he's playing in the EFL, not earning that much performance pay at the minute. But people see it. People see it with him. They really do. I know you and I have talked about him very often and how we think he is going to make that step up, whether it could be as early as next season. But the interesting thing with Skip is, even if it's not straight in the Spurs lineup, even if it's one more loan before that, that next loan is not going to be in the championship. I think you know that. I think I know that. Whatever, where, whatever this guy is going to be doing, wherever he's going to be playing next season, if it's in Spurs or somewhere else, it's going to be in a top league. It's, it's more than probably going to be in the Premier League where the big performance pay is. And he he's still only 18 million, which is why I think he gets these buys. Like I say, he's cheaper at the minute than, than your Scarlet. And, and that's because he's not going to score goals or very, very few goals a season. In fact, even with his assists, it's more his build-up play, but it's wins. If he's in the Premier League getting those more wins, getting those performances and, and catching the eye, that's what he's doing week in, week out at Norwich in a club that, they might even be in the Premier League themselves next season because of his performances. So I think Skip is one that everyone takes notice of. And like I say, I don't think there's there's been a transfer winner or very, very few that haven't seen action on Skip uh, th- throughout the week. Yeah, there's obviously still a number of Spurs players almost on the periphery where we haven't seen them being given a consistent run of games. We know Deli Ali's been out injured. Um, Deli obviously is back now amongst the first team fold. Uh, Jaffet Tanganga, another one where, again, due to injuries, hasn't really been on the, on, on the radar, being able to perform consistently at the moment. I look at him, someone like Sissoko, who's been out of the team um, and hasn't been featuring regularly. Um, tell us, Joe, because of the nature of Spurs, where at the moment, I think it's to be fair, we haven't really had a consistent team week in, week out. It has been really um, such an indifferent 11 where you can't really predict what Jose is going to do. How does that impact five yards in terms of players really not getting a consistent run in the first team? It's everything. It, it, it's massive. And I think not only for what's happening on five yards, but for their own performances as well. Obviously, we go off performances. I think how, how, how much confidence can you build and how consistent can you be as a player if your playing time isn't consistent? And I think you guys have been in the full brunt of that at the minute with, with Spurs in that Mourinho doesn't know, <clears throat> doesn't know his best 11 or perhaps can't even 
field his best 11 because of injuries you you guys have been hit with this season and because of uh, changes and because of the, the 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 fixture schedule is so clustered at the minute that putting your best 11 out week in week out is is virtually impossible and i think we do see that like i say five yards is so reactionary at the minute in terms of when we when we're seeing buys in players when we're seeing holds in players when we're seeing these scout reports and it does mean that the players like Tanganga that perhaps at the start of the season when when we first launched would have seen a lot of action and would have seen a lot of interest in scout reports aren't getting that same love anymore and I don't know whether that's down I don't think it is down to performances I think like you say with Spurs at the minute there's just not consistency in team selection which may have impacted performances which ultimately impacts a, a player's performance pay and therefore people who are going to be interested in him I think Deli Alli's an interesting one again and I think one word, obviously, we've got the Europa League coming up soon as well. I think that's going to help maybe with players. Like I say, it's so reactionary. Yep. Deli Ali sticks in one good performance in, in a Europa League game or Tanganga comes in, has a storm. Like it, the, 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 How five yards works is people really take notice of that. And suddenly Tanganga goes from being a 19 million player who we don't think maybe starts 30% of Spurs games, starts, starts two in a row after a good performance, and his price will go up and you'll make that profit if you've seen that happening before others have. And that, that's really what five yards is about. Perhaps taking that gamble on, OK, a player, I think this player will start. Or like you say, if performances aren't good, maybe you think Mourinho is going to change it. Maybe yeah. you think Tanganga will come in in that defence. And when he does, if you've seen that before others and and put him down, then then his price will go up. But like I say, I think I think you're right, Ricky. I think the lack of consistency in his, te- in his team selection makes it very hard to sort of back players, back the Spurs players at the minute on five yards. Quick reminder, Joe, tell us where we can find this wonderful app. You can find it at fiveyards.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at five underscore underscore yards. I think a lot of what you see uh, around five yards, you'll find out about who the latest players are, who the trending players are, whether Scarlett has gone up or down in price. You'll find that all out on Twitter via graphics. And yeah, fiveyards.co.uk, go check us out. Thanks, Joe, as always. Thank you very much, Ricky. Wow, so much has changed since the last time City played Spurs. Um, I, I would have almost certainly said there's just no way you can predict what City were going to do at that point. You know, you never knew if they were going to win a game or not. They would have a, a good few results and then lose stupidly. And I think I remember saying in terms of predicting the team, it was quite predictable, really, the way Guardiola was playing. It was all very stuck and set and you you knew what to expect and it wasn't necessarily very good obviously now um a few months later it's the complete opposite um i'm back to my personal levels of 100 percent confidence in manchester city winning games um the only thing with spurs is mad things happen when city plays spurs and not in a good way for city obviously the last 18 months um from the missed penalty in the first leg of the champions league game to the var at the end of the second leg um the games last season this season, you know, that was the last of the last of the poor City performances we saw really this season. And yeah, obviously since then it's completely turned on its head. Um, and with that, it's just options all over the place. Obviously no De Bruyne, no Aguero, but it hasn't hasn't so far mattered too much. Um, Edison in goal, he can be pretty sure of that. Um, will Carl Walker even play right back now? <laughs> Who knows? Um, Cancelo will certainly play if he's fit. Um, Diaz and Stones for sure the left back not really sure but um, no real downgrade there at the moment Zinchenko's doing very well Laporte's an option uh, Ake's still injured but he could do it 
Um, midfield, yeah, Rodri. Rodri's getting much better. You know, he he's looks much more suited to City's game plan at the moment. Um, Gundogan's in there, but it's not the Gundogan that used to sit back at the back of midfield and, you know, just knock off five-yard passes to his teammates, which, you know, served a purpose for City. But it wasn't the eye-catching nine goals in six weeks that he's got uh, at the moment. Um, Bernardo Silva playing his best football since his, you know, his player of the year season at City a couple of years ago. He looks a bit better without De Bruyne. Um, so part of the reason they've not missed De Bruyne so much. That's probably the midfield, to be fair. So somewhat predictable, but doesn't mean you can stop it. Uh, up front, uh, who knows? You'd imagine Foden would play. Um, possibly Sterling. And then Jesus. But you never know. And that's the thing with City at the moment. Even though I mentioned those midfielders there, you'll have Jao Cancelo popping up and attacking midfield, trying to create chances. Um, and you just expect a load of movement from City. Because as much as anything, the mad things that happen against Spurs, you would imagine Mourinho is going to pack those little half spaces that City like to exploit, like he's done so well in the past, or certainly in November, and stop City from from breaking through. Um, in terms of how the game's going to go, I'm sure you've got your own ideas on that. Um, but to be fair, even you know Pochettino, I love Pochettino, but... When they nicked the draw, Pochettino's team at the start of last season with a 2-2 draw, they didn't have much of possession or or many shots either. So it could be very similar. Um, but yeah, City, they're looking like the real deal at the moment. There was a bit of doubt, maybe among opposition fans, maybe among even some City fans, that after they'd beaten you know, the likes of Brighton and Sheffield United and Burnley and West Brom, that maybe it was just because they were playing poor teams. But obviously they picked Liverpool apart in the second half on Sunday. And it does look pretty ominous for everyone else. But Spurs is probably the toughest run they've got. Even though they've got Arsenal soon, they've got United at the start of next month. They've got a Champions League game. Spurs game will be difficult, but um, yeah, City looking ominous. And although earlier in the season, I wasn't that confident in their ability to to win these type of games, I I would be surprised if they didn't win on Saturday, even allowing for the, the crazy things that happen against Spurs. Hello everyone, thank you for inviting me on. It's very much appreciated, I hope you're all well. So yeah, City face Spurs this weekend after a 15-game winning streak and an 18-year curse at Anfield beating the reigning champions Liverpool 4-1 and not losing in any competition since the Spurs game back in November, funnily enough. And yet, even with that, I'm quietly confident but still wary of this game because we know what type of game it's going to be. I'm sure you know what type of game this is going to be. It's not going to be very entertaining. It's going to be like a training match. I don't see Spurs opening up in any way, shape or form. I see them relying solely on the counter, because you've got the talent to do so. Playing deep, and then sucker punching us on the counter with Son in Dombele and Kane. Which is fair enough, because I'd do the same. And given where both teams were last time we played each other, the circumstances are much different, aren't they now? Like Spurs have come off quite a rough patch. You know, three losses in a row and we're on a really, really good run of form with some really good performances and and Liverpool being the highlight of the run so far. But going on to the predicted 11, I would say it's pretty self-explanatory for a lot of City fans, especially after that result on the weekend. I think it has to be Edison, Cancelo right back, Stones Diaz in the middle, Zinchenko on the left, Rodri in the middle with Gundogan and Bernardo Silva further ahead, Foden left wing, Sterling right wing, and Jesus up front. That would be the team, I would say. I like it with the wingers on the natural side to stretch the pitch. But yeah, I don't see any other players apart from those 11. There's a shout for Mares, but he didn't play particularly well against Liverpool. And I don't 
remember him having a good game against Spurs earlier in the season. Aguero is back in training, but I don't think he'll be thrown in this game. It'd be too early, I think. And then Gundogan has been in absolutely impervious form of late, scoring nine goals in all competitions. Scoring nine goals this year, which is his highest total he's had in his entire career. We're only halfway through, pretty much. He scored eight goals from 11 shots on target, barring his penalty against Villa, which is a sensational return. And then up front, you've got Foden and Sterling, who are the men of the hour, I suppose, after all the all the media talk about those two after the Liverpool game. And they'll be the huge asset for us on the weekend because I think targeting players like Ben Davis, Serge Aurier, will be crucial in how we fare in this, in this fixture. Because as good as Aurier has been, I feel, from what I've seen of him, and statistically, he looks like he's had quite a good season. And also, Ben Davis is a 6 out of 10 every week. He's a sound, solid defender, but he doesn't do a whole lot, I don't feel. They can be got at defensively. I think they are quite defensively vulnerable. And I think with very dynamic, vertical, aggressive players like Sterling and Foden, who are brilliant dribblers and with close control, we can cause issues with those two fullbacks. Whether they get doubled up on remains to be seen. I'm sure they will do, because it happened in the last game with Sissoko and Hoiberg on either side. You've got to hope then that the ball will move quickly into central areas and then we can manipulate the space that those midfielders have left behind with Gundogan, Bernardo, Jesus and try and get a shot on goal. It's difficult not to talk about the defence at the moment. You think we've been one of the best teams defensively in all of Europe, I think, after Atletico Madrid. That does stem from Ruben Diaz and John Stones, who have just been in miraculous form. And they don't do anything particularly sensational on the ball. But what they do is they just defend exceptionally well. I know that sounds quite self-explanatory. What I mean there is that how they control space, how they read the game, how they move the ball, they just pass it on. They don't... John Stones doesn't try and prove he's Beckenbauer. He just gives the ball off, gets it early, gives it away. But the way they position themselves, on this run our centre-backs have moved wider and wider to cover more space and they've grown more confident and more competent at it as each game has gone on. And that's allowed then Cancelo to drift forward and be more aggressive in his play. And then Zinchenko has also improved immensely because of that, because he's had the licence to go inside, but also he's had Ruben Diaz there to guide him throughout. But conversely, I think what will be what will be the danger in this game is stopping that first pass to Kane. When Spurs look to break out from the low block, that first pass to Kane, stop it, has to be cut out. So it's not necessarily getting, stopping Kane himself, but it's stopping the pass from happening and trying to engineer or force Spurs to go long and just punt it and hope that Son or Bergvine will get on the end of it, or even Kane himself. That's what has to happen. Whether we foul Kane, if he gets the ball, that's fine. That'll... But crucially, it's stopping that first pass because that was the reason you scored both goals last time in the 2-0, and it will cause us issues. But stopping the ball getting to Kane or getting to Ndombele, stopping those passes. I think Kane's the main one because he's the creative heartbeat of that team, but Ndombele is just as dangerous and he can carry the ball 10 to 15 yards and get you up the pitch. But the way Kane can just move and then play the ball over the top, Son's already on the go, and I think stopping that will be key for us. I think we can, with players like Bernardo, Gundogan, Sterling, Foden and Jesus. They're all quick players. They all press very well, but breaking Spurs down will be a huge test for us because Jose's a master at it. While most of your defensive players aren't particularly fast, you're all very strong, you're all very tenacious, and you're very combative. And I think the lines will be compressed, there won't be any space to manoeuvre and it will be out wide where we'll get the most joy and we'll have to focus on getting players like Foden in space to attack either fullback, whichever side he's on. But I think that's the central part, getting Sterling and Foden out wide 
hitting it early, trying to get either a pullback, an inside ball, to a player in the central area to get a tap in. I think that's the best way we're going to get a chance. And as long as we don't miss a penalty or have a disallowed goal, that would be ideal as well. <laughs> but yeah, prediction, I'd say I'm quietly confident. I just want a 1-0. I just want to get out of there with the three points, just keep the run going. It doesn't matter how we play. I'd like us to play well, but we've played well the last few times we played against you and we've got nothing. So if we play poorly and just scrape it 1-0 and then we don't have to think about playing Spurs until the final, that'd be great with me. But yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It's much appreciated. And apart from this weekend and the cup final, uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Hello and welcome back to the final part of the last one on Spurs. You just heard there from two Man City esteemed podcasters. They gave us their verdict ahead of this game at the weekend. Well, where are we going from here? Well, let's discuss the team news ahead of this game firstly, because we've heard from Jose Mourinho, who has confirmed that Gareth Bale... At the moment, as things stand, has picked up a knock. Um, Gareth picked up the knock a couple of days before in training. He said on Monday I was a little surprised, but he wanted to have a scan because he was not comfortable with some muscular area. Didn't train on the Monday. Then on the Tuesday, he trained with the team, but was not informed that his desire would be to work with a sports scientist for a couple of days to strengthen that area. That's the reason why he's not here. Um, all a bit... He's saying near sound Gareth Bell. Not sure where that is. Chris, I can see you're shaking your head there. Um, okay. Man City to come. Right. Start us off, Ant, for you. Um, what's the changes gonna be? Who's coming into this team to try and give us some form of a reinvigoration to try and end Man City's winning run in the Premier League? Who plays for us, yeah? Defence wise. Mate, you're talking stupid now. Just keep well, it as it is. Play, I've got to ask you for it. We've got to put play 11 players out there. Football. Just go and play expansive football. Go so you're saying, so you're saying go back. No, what, what I'm saying, I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is, and for you now, you're saying, let's go back. Let's go back to low block and try and hit him on the counter. Is that your, would that be your yeah, message? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, if we can do that, fantastic. No, would, would that, would yeah. that, all, all joking aside, would that, would that be your... No, that, I don't know, Rick. <laughs> Buddy, I don't know, fella. Because... Mm. Some of these players shouldn't be playing for, for Tottenham Hotspur. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, Some of what? these players that will probably be picked will, should not be playing because they're not intelligent enough. They're not. They ain't got the football brain. I don't care what anyone says to me. Mm. Well, I, I think I think we're going to go out there. Mm. We're going to try and play sensible football and low block and all that, and still make mistakes. So whatever it is, it is. Prediction end. Uh, 3 2 City. Are you back as a score a couple of goals? Well, because it's low block that everyone's talking about. We'll get, we'll get a couple of goals, Kane and Son, brilliant, and then we'll try and defend. And then certain players will make a mistake, and then they'll go and score three. Lee, let's come to you. Listen, this game is it's always like I say a big of a highlight game of the season. It's always, it's always an interesting game. I um, mean, again, it's Mourinho against Guardiola. Um, two managers that know each other very, very well. Listen, Mourinho never wants to lose to Guardiola. Um, on the back of what's been a really bizarre week, we obviously had the win against West Brom, which I know many people felt it was, again, a team 19th in the Premier League, can't take too much from it. And then we have this damaging defeat against Everton. Um, Lee, how are we approaching this game against City? What, what do you expect? What do you anticipate? And what's your prediction? 
few buses um, to, to be parked, I, I would have thought. Look, I mean, when, when you look at the recent meetings uh, of, of the sides, we're actually unbeaten against City in the last three league games. And the previous two games against uh, home and away, we only lost 1-0. Both of them for to really early goals. I'll take you all the way back to Wembley Stadium. I was there. Uh, it was the night, uh, I think, we had Mares scored. Uh, within the sixth minute, and you just think, for God's sake, and Lamella could have leveled it up. I think it was a couple of days after yeah, the game yeah. had been postponed because of the NFL. And you just think, you know what? We played all right that night. Um, I think City had three or four shots on target all night. So it's not as if we got battered. Uh, then I take you back to uh, when we lost to, to Man City um, after we beat them in the Champions League quarterfinal. Um, and we went there um, and Phil Foden scored. Um, and again, it was a really tight game, 1-0. Um, and look, forget possession, right? Because at the end of the day, City are always going to have more possession. That's just the reality. Last season, uh, when we went to Man City to the Etihad Stadium, we drew 2-2. Some would say really fortunate. Um, I think they did batter us that day. Um, I was away, uh, I think, during that period of time. And uh, it was, um, <laughs> I remember watching the football on, because uh, I was in Spain, on an iPad. And, uh, and, you know, they were battering us. And uh, I couldn't believe that we ended up getting a draw, but we did. And then we've beaten them the last two home games. We've beaten them 2-0, um, going with a low block. So I can't see it being any different in terms of the low block. Um, I think that's the way that we're going to have to set up after we, what we've seen tonight. I think we've got the firepower. I think, you know, a couple of goals, uh, you know, and some of the movement, fast one-touch, two-touch passing, the pressing um, that we can take positives out of from, from today will hopefully be in good stead. But it's going to be tough. I mean, they are an absolute juggernaut and they are, without a shadow of a doubt, the best team in the league by by a mile at the moment. Um, and they've just broken the the, the league for uh, the, you know, the biggest, longest run or whatever. You know, they've just, they equaled it the other day. Now they won in the FA Cup today. So they've just taken it on. So look, Maybe we beat them. Who knows? This season has been so crazy. You know, Sheffield United the other week beat Manchester United. Um, you know, Brighton the other day beat us, which probably ain't too much of a shock. But then they beat Liverpool. That's a big, you know, big enough shock. Mm. You know, Aston Villa this season has already smashed Liverpool seven two. So you, you know, you you just don't know. You know, we've just come get out of a game that was five four. I mean, who would have, who would have written that down? So. Who knows? It's going to be very, very tough. I'll be, I'll be very happy with a low block, 38 shots against our goal, and then we nick a 1-0. I will take that all day long, as yep. long as we get some points out of it. Yep. So would I. Prediction, Lee? Was that your prediction? <laughs> no. My, look, I'll be honest with you. I think... I don't like backing against Tottenham, but I can't see us getting anything. And I can't, I can't see us getting anything out of the game. Um, but I'm going to go for a draw because I, 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 I can't say that we're going to lose. So yeah. I'm going to say 1-1. Okay, I'm going to squeeze my prediction in now. I think Spurs will get beat 3-1. I just think team-wise, mentality-wise at the moment, heads are down. It's going to be tough to lift some of those players in that dressing room. Chris, you mentioned like to Harry Kane, who I so must feel so distraught from the effort and contribution they gave to that game. I dare I see even someone like Lamella who um, contributed as well. Chris, what's the outcome? What's the verdict going to be ahead of this game? What do you anticipate to be? Obviously, Gareth Bale, very strange circumstances there. The comments from Jose Mourinho doesn't sound good at all. Um, whatever's going on in that situation, whoever you want to believe and read. Um, what do you think, Chris? Well, I feel I feel sorry for Gareth Bale to be honest. Um, you know the whole the whole situation just doesn't ring right to me. Um, you know, bizarre comments, very bizarre. The whole yeah. thing seems so strange. So, it, so it, strange. 
you know, I'd be very surprised if we sign him for next season because, of course, we've hardly used him. He's just, mm. it's been, it's been a nightmare uh, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, but Manchester City game, you know, they've got a game in hand, sitting top of the Premier League. They've lost two games out of twenty-two. They've got fifty points. They're about to run away with this Premier League uh, title, I think, this season. And uh, you know, it's going to be a very, very hard game. I think the best that we can hope for is to uh, is to nick a draw. Um, I don't even want to give you a score prediction, Rick. Um, I'm afraid of this game and, uh, you know, we're playing the best team in the league. Most Tottenham fans are, are, are going to probably expect us to lose this game and, 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 like Lee said, park a few butties. I've no doubt that we will do that. Um, you know, it, it pains me to say that because you think as a Tottenham fan, you want to be going into these games against the best teams in the league, you know, mm-hmm. challenging and giving 110%. And I just don't think that we have the players to do that and we have the mentality to do that, particularly after tonight. Mm. Yes, I take Leeds points completely on board. I take a lot of positives from tonight. Um, You know, even though I've spoke very negatively about Spurs tonight, I do take positives from tonight's game. But I completely agree with Anthony. You know, to not, you know, win a game like this in the FA Cup and, Mm. and... it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, winning above everything. I mean, listen, I know Lee also. I'm not putting words in Lee's mouth. Lee wants Lee wants to win. Lee, I know you want to win more than anything, mate. And I know yeah. that's the most important thing in, in any aspect of a game. Of course you is. come out winners. I weren't complaining about the low no. football when we winning West Brom 1-0 no, and Burnley 1-0 because no. we're top of the league. We were sitting there saying we matter, but it's, it's tough. I, I agree with that completely. I think I think we will lose, but my prediction is 1-1 because I hope that we can nick a draw. And like I've said many, many times on the show, it's the hope that kills you, but it's the hope that keeps you. And if you lose hope, mm. what's the point? You may as well just go and watch a different sport. You know, yep. It is in our blood, in all of us, it is in our blood that we support Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. That's never going to change. Mm. So we have to, you know, in my opinion, we have to think that something's going to change. We have to yeah. believe that something's going to change around and something's going to, uh, you know, all of a sudden, Davinson Sanchez and Toby are going to, like, keep 50,000 clean sheets. You know, at the, at the end of the day, that's the bit that we have to hope for. And it is hard work being a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I think everybody listening to this right now will know that. But we do it because we love the football club and yeah. it is in us. And, it, and we know, can't change. And, and none of us can, ch- none of us can change. turn it around. Exactly. Yeah. I believe we can do it. I mm. believe we can turn it around. Will it come against City? Probably not. <laughs> but if it does, if it yeah. does, yeah. let's see how buoyant the pod will be. Um, it would be a very, very nice tonic, wouldn't it? Mm. To get a win against City after the disappointment of this evening. And we are recording bang after that game as well on that Saturday. So, yeah, emotions will be high no matter what. Let me thank um, our panel for coming on really in extra of extra time for this one. Um, the wonderful Anthony Costa. Anthony, as always, heart on his sleeve. Yeah. And I know you're absolutely devastated. On the morning, it'll probably feel even worse. Thank you as always, yeah. mate. I appreciate it. No, thank you, lads. And thank you, listeners. Sorry if I ranted and raved a bit, a little bit too much tonight, but... I can't everyone and, and everyone that loves this club, club will feel the same as you. Everyone will listen. I can't, everyone will I can't mollycoddle it. I can't, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you can't. Sorry. You can't. And we've been here too many times to say it. Lee McQueen, Mr. Lee McQueen, who told us it'd be a crazy train. My God. Crazy, mate. I yeah. told you. I'm not, not, yeah. I, don't, I don't like being right, but I am right. I told you it was a crazy mm. train and it is exactly what it is. Mm. This season is up and down. It's like a roller coaster. It should be the bloody roller coaster rather than the train. You did, you did predict trophies at the end of it, so I hope that's also right. But but and, and Chris predicted that the, the, the crazy chain would turn to a party bus and it still will and it still can. We've mm. still got 
the final of the Carabao Cup. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just worried chance. that party bus in crashed in. Uh, what was it? When, when were we top of the league? November. That's my yeah, only concern. No, no, no. It didn't. It didn't. And we've still got Europa League to come. Let's see where we go. It's a disappointing mm. night tonight. Yep. See if we can pick ourselves up and get Sank out of the game on the, on Saturday. Yep. Chris, to close the show with you, I know FA Cup is always a special competition. We're out of it again for yet another season. It's another year without the FA Cup. Two more trophies, Chris. Oh, I say two more, there's three, but obviously realistically two trophies that are still open to us to try and push forward in, Chris. Yeah, we certainly have to pin our hopes on the League Cup or the Europa League. Um, but right now, the party bus seems like it's got a puncher and as he's, as its uh, windows caved in. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty doom and gloom right now. But mm. when you think back, a year ago, we lost to penalties. Um, it's a Norwich City at the top of the stadium. Mad, exactly. yeah. Again. I, feel, I feel actually lower this night than that. How bizarre is yeah, that? Yeah, do you know what? I'm the same as you. I did yeah. that. Obviously, I was gutted, but it didn't bother me. I don't know why. I don't know why. It hurts tonight, more. Yeah, just yeah. gutting tonight because Wait. we brought in Jose's, you know, some players that we brought in in summer and you thought, right. oh, Maybe it can turn, but unfortunately, same Listen, old people making the same mistakes. Boys, Man City at the weekend. We've got to try and uh, pick ourselves up, dust ourselves down. As Lee says, this crazy train's got yet another stop to cover the weekend. Listen, thank you as always for all your support, all your lovely messages for the show. Hopefully we'll be back providing you a bit more of a positive show to come at the weekend. Listen, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.